0: Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world speaking of traveling the world we're currently here in manila philippines i just finished my second annual digital man mastery virtual summit it went really well and all the recordings are available still at digitalmanmastery.com so if you missed any of our summit uh, make sure you check it out there and if you missed any of our 560 plus podcast interviews make sure you check them out as well on our website plus on itunes and all the different podcast directories uh so we are continuing our interview series And um, one of the things I love to do is feature local entrepreneurs. And I'm here in Manila, and I have a a Filipino uh, internet marketer who is a specialist in the area of Facebook ads. And we have covered Facebook ads a little bit, but not enough, because this is a question a lot of people have. How do we do Facebook ads? And how do we grow a business using it? And a lot of people have tried it, but they've um, not been successful. So whenever I get an opportunity to talk to a Facebook ad specialist, I am super, 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 super excited. So we have on the show, Julian Kenita who's a friend of one of our previous uh, podcast guests Mike Salas so and uh, Mike's a good friend of mine here we actually were TEDx speakers in Tacloban Leyte in the Visayas just last month uh, so thanks for Mike for the connection here to Julian So Julian, uh, he has a website called JulianCanita.com and he does Facebook ads management for different um, entrepreneurs and companies and corporations around the world. He also does uh, monthly workshops here in Manila. Plus he has online course as well for anyone who's watching around the world. Uh, You can um, take part in the online course if you want to do Facebook ads yourself and if you want to hire uh, Julian to do Facebook ads for you he'll be happy to do that too and by the end of the interview you'll see why he's the right person based on his experience and expertise in this area he literally live eats and breathes <laughs> it I don't know if he eats Facebook but he yeah. may be <laughs> while using Facebook yeah <laughs> so Julian how are you doing over there in Manila today my friend
1: I'm doing well Ricky thank you for the introduction and uh, hello everyone <laughs> thank you So Julian, why don't we get a little bit of your background and
0: your story? Because uh, you obviously didn't grow up in the day and age of Facebook and you've uh, become an adopter and uh, uh, internalized Facebook as part of your everyday living now. Why don't you tell us a story? How and why did you get so passionate specifically about Facebook and especially Facebook advertising?
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you. So um, hi. Th- um, good afternoon, or good evening, or good morning, from wherever you're listening to this. Uh, my name is Julian. Um, yeah, I obviously I didn't um, grow up wanting to be um, a Facebook ad strategist as I am now. I didn't even know that there was Facebook when I was um, younger. Um, my initial dream was to be a hotelier. Um, I took up hotel management, and I took up a ho- I got a hotel job after graduation. Um, in 2015, I resigned from my job and then moved to Malaysia to be with my wife, who was working in Malaysia there. And it, 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 um, I found it difficult to, to find a hotel job there as compared to here in the Philippines. And then I eventually landed on discovering online businesses. Specifically, um, I created a website for, um, for where we were in Penang, Malaysia. And um, I promoted that through Facebook ads and Google ads. The business didn't fly, but I learned the skills. And then I eventually learned that people actually um, pay other people to do those services for them. So I started um, contacting other businesses um, to do their um, digital marketing for them. Started with Google Ads. And then uh, more and more people got interested in Facebook Ads. So I learned more about Facebook Ads. Um, And then um, fast forward to last year, 2017, when I moved back here. Um, to the Philippines, and I continued to do Facebook ads as a service, um, especially here in the Philippines, people are um, really just discovering the power of Facebook ads. And I discovered that more than having people um, uh, more than having people have someone do their Facebook ads for them, a lot of people are actually interested in doing it for themselves, which is why I got started as well in teaching it. So I have the coaching program. Online course and the workshops as well. Um, so basically, for the past three years, it was really demand-based. People were al- always asking me about Facebook ads, doing it for them, and then I just basically grew into it. And I, I up to now, I, I love, I love going into um, turning on my laptop, turning on Facebook, going into Ads Manager, and yeah, uh, I, li- I like what I do right now.
0: <laughs> I can tell. I can tell you're literally a fired up and full of energy and you know just passionate about the subject. So super excited to uh, give a lot of uh, valuable insights to our audience here. Maybe some of them have done Facebook ads, uh, but they have struggled, or some of them have never ever pushed, uh, you know, launch on the Facebook ads campaign yet. So let's help them. Sure. Um, yeah. So why well, let's start with why, you know, there's a famous uh, talk by Simon Sinek, start with why, uh, why do you feel Facebook ads are one of the best marketing uh, tools nowadays?
1: Yeah. So first of all, um, I I think I personally think at, at least everyone or most everyone would be on Facebook, particularly for business owners. Uh, most likely, your customers are on Facebook. Um, and number two, um, it's very cost effective, especially in places like here in the Philippines. It's actually quite cheap to to run Facebook ads. You can do it for like forty pesos a day. That's that's under one dollar a day. Um, and you can reach the proper, the proper audience with that, um, that amount of budget. Speaking of reaching the proper audience, I think the, one of the best features of Facebook ads is really um, to be able to, to, to show your offer or to show your posts or to show your ads in front of the people who you would want to see them. If you want only males to see them, only females, if you want the whole world to see them, or maybe just a specific location in a country, you can um, exactly pinpoint who you would want to show your ads to. As compared to traditional advertising, which, is with, which would be print, um, TV, radio, where it's just blasted, your, your marketing message is just blasted out there. And you don't really control who gets to, to see it. Um, with Facebook ads, you can just say, okay, I want my ads to, to be shown to people who are men, 30 to 40 years old, in Metro Manila, inside the Philippines, who are interested in social media marketing. Um, you can be that specific. And it's very cost-effective because you only pay for, for those people to, to see it. And everything is within your control. When you run an ad and something goes wrong, you can easily just turn it off as compared to like, um, print. When you print it, if there's something wrong, it's there forever. Uh, with Facebook ads, you can just turn it off, make a simple edit, and then you can run it again. Um, so everything's within your control. And it's very, very um, effective for small businesses, especially, especially those who can't really pay for traditional advertising. So among many things, those are, I think, one of one of the really best reasons why Facebook ads really are a thing now, um, all across the globe.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, it's a, uh, one of the greatest tools in uh, human history in terms of reaching. <laughs> Uh, a very targeted and very low cost, as you mentioned. Uh, yes. uh, so uh, how would you suggest like people go about with uh, incorporating Facebook ads into their marketing? Because a lot of people do social media, right? Like, I mean, yes. most people are doing social media who are entrepreneurs. They might do Facebook, uh, just organic in yes. terms of the Facebook page. Or they might do Twitter or Instagram or LinkedIn, right? Uh, They might do some email marketing or some video marketing to YouTube. Um, Would you suggest like uh, incorporating that as part of your strategy or just focusing on one of them only like only YouTube or only email marketing or only organic social media or only Facebook ads? Maybe you can uh, talk generally about how an entrepreneur can best market him or herself.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, in my own opinion, I feel that everything works together. And but we also have to understand that these these things like YouTube, um, Facebook, whether organic or um, or ads, they are all basically channels, marketing channels. And what you really need to to have down is your your business or your offer or your product. What do you have? Um, and what can you offer a specific, um, specific target market? Because even though you work with probably the best marketers out there, if you do not have a good offer, if you do not have your audience um, down, if you do not understand their pain points and how your business can solve them, um, it's, it's going to be difficult even for, even for really great marketers. Um, so I think it's really focusing on that and really focusing on what problem do you solve and what can you offer. Um, And then using the channels such as Facebook ads, to really promote um, that offer. Um, So my personal recommendation to to start is really really honing down on who you are trying to reach, what your business is, and what you are trying to to help them with. Um, Because it's my personal opinion that as business owners, um, all businesses are there to solve a particular type of problem. So what is that problem and what is your solution to that? And then once you get that down, then, then it's, it's a good thing. It, it's good to proceed with um, Facebook ads or other channels that you would want to try.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up as well. It's so important to figure out what your avatar or customer yes. profile is and then uh, really honing down in terms of what their problem is and how you can be the best solution. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. And then I, I agree with you, this whole omni-channel marketing approach where it's not just one um, strategy, but it's... a uh, multiple strategies to reach yes. your target market. So, of course, Facebook ads is one of them. And a lot of people who are entrepreneurs, they might have a Facebook profile, just like, mm-hmm. you know, Julian Canada, Ricky Shetty profile, and then they yep. might have a Facebook page, like yes. I Have Daddy Blogger, you know, Man Mastery, and then they might have a group. Um, but they have never have done Facebook ads. So maybe you can explain what is a Facebook ad and how does that work?
1: Yeah, so basically a Facebook ad is a post coming from a business page. So I've been asked this um, particularly that do I if I have a post on my profile? Can I run it as an ad? You you can, um, you can copy that post into your business page and then run that as an ad. So it's supposed to be coming from a business page, and then so basically it's an ad. So it's sponsored and we pay for it. Um, you pay Facebook to for for that ad to be shown to um, to a particular set of, of people. Now there's also there's also this misconception, and I, I hear a lot of this um, from from a lot of people that is Facebook ads the same as boosting a post? Okay, So um, if, if any of you have had that experience or that question, I'd like to clarify that now. So boosting a post is part of Facebook advertising. So for example, for me, when I do Facebook ads, I do it from ads manager. As um, Facebook users, we all have our own ads managers. And then when we create an ad from ads manager, it goes through a process. Um, there's a campaign, ad set, and then ad. And then in the campaign level, the first thing that Facebook will ask you when you do an ad campaign is what is your objective? Um, is it link clicks? Is it engagement? Um, is it video views? So well, Facebook is basically asking you what results do you want for this ad campaign. And the reason why it's important for you to answer that is because um, based on the data Facebook had, has, it will show your ad to people who are more likely to take that action. So for example... Um, if you want people to convert um, on, uh, on, a lead pay, uh, on a lead magnet page or on a sales page, it would be good to, to optimize for conversions because you're optimizing for a specific um, action. So you're telling Facebook to learn more about your audience so that it will deliver your ad to, to people who are more likely to take that same action. If you're running um, traffic to a blog post, um, telling Facebook that traffic for an objective would be good because that's the result that you want. Now, a lot of people um, have approached me and said, um, I've tried boosting a post, but it didn't um, turn into sales or it didn't even turn into inquiries. Now, the reason for that is when you boost a post, it skips the whole process of ad creation and ads manager and optimizes your um, your ad for engagement or for video views. Engagement meaning likes, comments, and shares. So which is why a lot of um, a lot of people who have tried boosting and not really... Um, creating an ad from ad campaign, um, they have an offer out there, but all they get are likes and comments and shares, and no, 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 really, um, no conversions. Really, that's because there was uh, a problem with the way it's set up. They basically told Facebook to optimize their ads for engagement. So, which is why it's it's um, it's it's very important to really do it from um, Ads Manager, the 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 proper way, so that you can tell Facebook what you want, and then Facebook will deliver, will do its best to deliver the results that you want.
0: I'm so glad you mentioned that because uh, you are so correct. A lot of people think, oh, I boosted my post and I haven't got any customers. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first boost post is, like you said, engagement, likes, comments, shares, whereas the purpose of the Facebook ad is the conversion and getting them as uh, clients to purchase your product or service. So great yes. clarification there, Julian. Uh, so now let's get into the whole Facebook ad. So uh, we talked about what it is, why you should use it. What are the different types of Facebook ads uh, you can have?
1: Yeah, so there are the different kinds of formats that we that we have. Um the most common ones would be the image ad and the video ad. Um and they are basically um posts where there's one image and then there's text or there's a video and then there's an accompanying text. Um usually um, some of those ads would include a link so that when you click on it, it will bring you to a different um to a different website, maybe a sales page, maybe a blog post. So those are the most common ones. Um the the less common ones, which I think Facebook are, is um, trying to push more now, would be number one. the carousel ads. Carousel ads are more um, famous, in particular, with uh, e-commerce e-commerce campaigns. So when you have when you're selling multiple products, um, carousel ads are the ads that you see that it's just one ad, but it allows you to scroll left and right. It allows you to see um, different products. Um, for travel websites, it allows you to see different properties or different packages. Um, some creative ways that I've seen this being used is because, it, because it's a long picture, um, you can scroll it left and right. They use it um, to have a panoramic image. Um, and then another way would be since you have multiple panes, I've, I've seen it done as um, a comic. So a pane one, pane two, just to tell a story. So those are creative ways to do it. Um, one, um, one other format that I've started to, to use more recently this year would be the slideshow. Um, so as far as I know, Facebook really is trying to push, um, to push video into the newsfeed. Um, I mean, uh, maybe it's, it's uh, really trying to, to get people to, to watch, right? Um, so one way to, to do this is if you do not have any videos, Facebook actually can help you create a video from scratch by helping you do a slideshow, you can actually do the slideshow from within Ads Manager. You don't need any other tools. Just upload pictures, and then before it would be just set the time, just set the the transition whether it's fading or not, and then it will also provide you with a set of music that you can um, that you can use. But now uh, I think this is just in the past few months. Um, Facebook released Creator studio which will allow you to be more creative with the slideshows with more different transitions and different um, you can add layover text to it and it's all very um, it's all very friendly especially to beginners I myself I'm not a technical person I'm not a creative person but I feel that'm I feel I become creative when I use Creator studio or um, the slideshow function um, yeah and then the other um, the one other added I'd like to share which um, I don't think it's being utilized enough are the lead ads. So um, we are familiar with, uh, most of us are familiar with ads with, when we click them, it will bring us to a website which will ask for our name and email address for a certain thing we would opt into, like like an ebook or a webinar or so, any, any type of lead magnet. But with lead ads, it's actually, it skips the process of sending you to a different page. What it does is when you click on the lead ad, it will open up a pop-up inside of Facebook, so there's no need to load a different website. And it will just ask for the information like your name and email address. Now, because you provide that information to Facebook already, um, when that window opens, it's already pre-populated. So all the user has to do is to click enter. And then um, the the info will be be submitted. So it's actually a really cost-effective way and um, a very uh, fast way to generate leads on Facebook. So those are, those are the main um, ads that are being used currently, um, that, uh, that are currently available.
0: <laughs> okay, so we have all these different type of ads. Uh, what are the pros and the cons? Because I think people might get overwhelmed. They're like, what, how do I pick one? Or like, what's best for me, right? So do you have any tips or advice on which one's best for that entrepreneur or how they can narrow it down or how can they choose, decide, and pick?
1: Yeah, um, I think if you're just starting out, I really believe, I personally believe that it's best to just keep it simple. Um, because if you try to, if, if you're just starting out and you try to do all these um, special bells and whistles, um, things might get too complicated. Um, at the end of the day, it's really just you. You again going back to you having an offer um, and presenting it to. Um, to your audience, if an image can do that, if a simple image can get their attention and then your message can um, can make them see that your offer is valuable, then it, it, it trumps whatever format there is. Um, the, the important thing is that we, we are able to to portray the marketing message that we want to share, um, regardless of what format it is. So my recommendation would be as much as possible to keep it simple. Um, my own preference would be a video ad. Um, I think there is that um, Facebook has this preference for video. So if you have the opportunity to, to have a video, um, I would personally recommend that um, above all the other formats.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, if you look at like Facebook Live, or you look at Facebook video, they definitely get preferential treatment. They're yes. <laughs> very, very obvious about that. Uh, so you mentioned things like objective and results I think um, it's really important to get this clarity on these kind of things so um, how what what kind of objective or result uh, would an entrepreneur expect to get
1: yeah so um for for a lot of entrepreneurs they have for a lot of online entrepreneurs they have the webs they have their own website and um, as much as possible, I would like to always um, recommend to my to my clients that they have um they have trackable actions on their website. So when someone opts in for a lead, we should be able to track that. Um, For e-commerce store, every step of the journey from viewing um, a product page, um, adding to cart, checking out until purchase, we're able to track that. Now, the importance of that is um, I think one of the best features really of Facebook ads is to be able to optimize for conversions. Um, Conversions are specific actions that happen on a website. And the thing with Facebook is, it has this tool that is very helpful. It's called the Facebook Pixel, um, and the, what the Facebook Pixel does basically is: number one, it helps you track um, those actions that happen. So it helps you track the leads that are coming in, helps you track the purchases that are coming in, and at the same time, while it's tracking it, um, it allows you, it allows Facebook to learn about your specific audience. So, for example, we have we're running an ad to uh, a certain product to both men and both men and women. And then after, let's say, 50 purchases, Facebook starts to realize, okay, we're, in, we're running ads to both men and women, but it seems like 80% of our customer base are men. So um, based on that learning, Facebook will now show your ads to, pe- to more men because based on results, um, those are the type of people that are… Um, that are converting better. So it will really take the results and look for more people who are more likely to take that results, which is why um, it's, it's very helpful that Facebook does its own learning on who, um, who our audience is. And that, that's one of the best results that, that we can actually get. So really using conversions and using the pixel to, to help Facebook learn. Um, and then at one point, you can actually just run it on autopilot because Facebook knows so much about their audience.
0: That's incredible. Uh, sometimes they know more than us.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually.
0: Yeah. So uh, when it comes to like, uh, you know, digital nomads, market, there's a lot of us, we're focused on a global market, even the podcast, right? We're not focused necessarily on a location. Like uh, I, I do target North America a little bit more, you know, no offense to the non north Americans. Yeah. <laughs> You know, a lot of us are global, right? Like, we, yes. hey, if it's a customer we will take them from Europe, from Asia, from Australia, from Africa, from South America, et cetera. So how do you uh, target geographically uh, when you're more of a global internet marketing type of uh, business?
1: Yeah, well, you can actually set it um, as part of the targeting. You can actually have a demographic um, setting. And put it up to worldwide. Um, just put worldwide. It will give you um, the whole the whole world, basically all the Facebook users in the world. And then you can filter it by um, you can filter it by by age and then by the inter- by their interests. Um, personally, my recommendation would be okay. Yes, it's it's good to it's it's good to be global. Um, but if you know who your customers are um, currently, it would actually be good to. Uh, my personal recommendation would be to identify probably. Um, Five or six of the top countries where your audience are at. Um, so it's basically it's basically the eighty twenty principle, where twenty um, percent of our eighty uh, percent of sorry, twenty percent of our efforts deliver eighty percent of our results. So yes, we can be worldwide. But if um, but my personal recommendation, if we would be running ads, we would focus on the ones that are really generating the most um, most interest and most engagement um, currently. So for example, if I I can do it for for the whole world. But right now, a lot of the people I work with are in the Philippines. Then I would probably just focus on um, running my ads here in the Philippines.
0: Yeah, 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 no, that definitely makes sense there. Because even though you might be a global company, you'll have uh, certain areas of the world that you make the most sales. Even a company like Apple, right? Apple phones sell around the world. But of course, they're going to be maybe more selling better in Canada, the U.S., or Europe or expensive parts of the world, and maybe less uh, relatively in uh, the poorer parts of the world. So yeah, I, I can see that uh, for any, any any global entity, right? So uh, good advice there. So what are your tips for people who are going to run their face- first Facebook ads? So they watch watched this interview, they're like, man, the Julian guy gave me a lot of advice and tips, I'm going to try it on my own, right? Because some people, maybe they don't have the budget to hire a Facebook ad specialist. They want to, and also they want to learn, right? They want to learn on their own, before they actually hire someone else. So any tips for the first-timers, the rookies, uh, the aspiring Facebook ad creators who want to do it for the first time themselves?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, for number um, two things. Number one is to learn. Um, there are a lot of free content out there, especially um, what we call Facebook Blueprint. Um, so Blueprint is um, basically a course or um, Um, a module set by Facebook itself to to help um, people get started in Facebook advertising. So it's very helpful. Um, I've actually checked out a few modules there um, as well. And then really to, to as much as possible, to really try um, to to actually do it. I personally learned through reading and through doing it. I've made mistakes along the way but I think for most of us, that's really how we learn. Um, Like for example, there's there's this function where you can set a budget. Either daily budget or Um, a daily budget or a lifetime budget. Um, Daily budget meaning, um, okay, I will spend probably um, $5 a day um, for seven days. And as compared to a lifetime budget where you will say, okay, I will spend $20 for seven days, for example. Um, So when I first ran an ad, I told myself, okay, I'll run run an ad just for seven days with um, $20. And then I ran it and then I, I forgot to go back to it. Seven days later i find I find out that I actually ran it for twenty dollars a day um, without any results so I, I already spent that's um, twenty one forty dollars without um, any result but I learned from it um, definitely I learned from it um, so yeah I, my, my recommendation is to learn to 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 read up what's there and to really try um, to really go to ads manager so you can access it from your own um, Facebook profile go to ads manager really check out what I'm saying like check out the different objectives, check out the different targeting options that are available. Um, and really, that's how you will learn. And then you go back to what you're reading. Um, they'll make more sense once you actually try it. Uh, I think one of the great things about this is unlike other tools where you have to pay first to really check out the, the platform, Facebook ads allow you to check out the platform before even running the ad. Um, so you can really be, um, be sure and be confident before you actually um, put in your payment details and start running your your um ads and like right now there are a lot of people providing content like me um, so when you're actually doing it and learning from and you have questions um, a lot of people are actually very helpful i try to be as helpful as i can you can message me and answer some que- answer any questions that you have just so you have that confidence to actually run that um run that ad and then as you go along you will learn um, i promise that you will learn as you as you go because that's how i learned um, really doing it for myself, for other people's businesses, and then learning as I go along.
0: Yeah, you know, that's definitely the best way to do it uh, is by learning and making those mistakes. Uh, Because you've been doing this for so long, right? Uh, Really, uh, for years now, and with hundreds, uh, if not thousands of different uh, clients and ad uh, campaigns. So uh, what mistakes should they avoid? Because you probably made them all, or most (laughs) of them. So (laughs) what what, what, uh, mistakes should uh, first-timers avoid, uh, Julian?
1: Yeah, so... Um, So we go back to what we said earlier, like knowing your audience and knowing that offer. Um, And then with, um, so I I relate that with targeting. So targeting is one of the best features of um, Facebook ads. And what I would recommend is to really know where, uh, how to target your your particular audience. So for example, um, let's say I have a yoga studio. And if I'm doing Facebook ads, I would probably, my first instinct would be to target like the health and wellness space. People who are interested in health and wellness. Um, and what would happen is sometimes people fall into the trap that I want, as mu- I want to reach as much people as possible. So I'll target a broad interest like health and wellness, which will probably give me around, let's, let's, let's give a number of 10 million um, people. Okay, I want my ad to show to, to these people. Now, when we talk about health and wellness, it's actually a very broad audience because under health and wellness is yoga, for example, and then people there would, uh, um, that would also fall under um, Exercise, diet, and other interests related to health and wellness, which may not be interested in yoga. So, what would happen is, um, I would promote my yoga studio to people who are not even interested in aren't even interested in yoga. So that's just basically wasted um, wasted ad spend. So, my recommendation would be really is to try to get as specific as possible. So, for example, I like using the example of um, of the NBA. Um, so if let's say I have a, I have basketball apparel, uh, it I wouldn't recommend targeting interests like LeBron James or Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. Why? Because they are celebrities above just the NBA. There are actually people who are interested in them but are not basketball players. I would probably target um, other famous basketball players, um, NBA players, which probably are not... Um, um, people who are not basketball players are not familiar with. So for example... Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, which is um, the, the, the Greek basketball player, probably people who are not watching the NBA are not familiar with, with who he is. But people who are familiar with who he is are basketball players. So that would probably be a better interest to target. So really, um, um, avoid the the trap of trying to market to a, a, a wide audience and really trying to get as specific as possible. Um, I think that's one. And then number two is... Uh, avoid, and my recommendation is when you create the ad is avoid being very salesy. Um, what I mean is, um, so when we go to Facebook, we, we open our phones. We don't go to Facebook and say, I wonder what I'm going to buy today. Yeah. That, that's not how we approach Facebook. We want to, Facebook is a social platform. We want to be social. And that's the same with the ads. Even though we would want them to take a specific action like purchase, um, it's still a social platform where we would want to be social, which is why a lot of people do their ads um, they promote they use their ads to promote content no offer just content and really building that relationship um, and building that trust because once that trust is uh, set in once you are able to, to build rapport with your audience then you're in a much better position to actually make an offer that you know would be relevant to them so I think it's that it's it's um, honing in on your target and being social and avoid um, avoid being the guy that Um, It's the first time you meet at a party and say, hey, this is my product. Buy me, buy me. (laughs) So, yeah, I think those are the the two things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't be that person who just says, spammer, business card spammer. Yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) Target your target
0: target market. Love it. Target your target market. Good, good, good. And I love the basketball example too. Great examples there. Uh, So I had a chance to look at your website before the interview, and uh, it says that you must ask one question before clicking create. What is that one question, Julian?
1: Yeah, so it's basically um, what do you want to to do with your um, Facebook ad campaign? So I relate that always because that's the first question that Facebook will ask you when you create an ad. What is your objective? Um, again, there's all there's also that trap of when you have a video. Um, when you have a video, people will always say, "Okay, I'll use video views as my um, as my campaign objective." But if you go back to the reason why there is a video, maybe. Uh, Maybe you want people to actually convert on the back end. Um, Go to your website and convert. If that is your actual objective, and you have to be clear on that, if that's your actual objective, then make sure that you tell Facebook that this is the result I want. I want conversions. So that regardless if it's a video, if you want conversions, um, tell Facebook that you want conversions and it will do its best to help you um, drive those conversions even with a video ad.
0: Perfect. Uh, so uh, there's a uh, few things that you have to consider, right? The headline, uh, yes. the description, and the image. So why don't we talk about those three key elements of any Facebook ad? How do you have a good headline? How do you have a good description? And of course, how do you pick a good image?
1: Yeah. So um, with, um, with the way I, I personally do it, no? so, so I'll, I'll share with you um, uh, my thinking. My thinking would always be that the first thing that people would see while they're scrolling through is the image or the video. So, which is why we always uh, we always like to recommend what we call a thumb-stopping um, creative. Because we, when people are scrolling, um, you would want them to, oh, what's this? This would catch their attention. And catch their attention in a good way, of course. So, um, there's also um, certain policies that we need to comply with. Um, so, it's, it shouldn't be shocking. It, it should be relevant. Um, so, it could be... Um, it could be an image of you, for example, if if you're um, marketing to your audience and people would know you already. Uh, it could be a picture of your product. So something really that would um, stand out and at the same time be relevant and um, um, would, would make them curious as to what that post is about. And then... Um, in my own thinking, from the image or from the video, the next thing they would see is the headline, and that which, that should put context into what the the image or the video is. So, for example, if you're giving something away, or if you are talking about a specific, um, if you're talking about a specific um, content, a piece of content, uh, like um, three ways to uh, improve your Facebook ad, for example, and then from there. Um, that would lead into them getting interested enough to read the actual text. Now, with regards to the text, um, there's no hard rule. Um, it could be long. It could be short. Um, what's important really is that you are compliant. So there's this whole, um, there's this whole page of um, Facebook compliance that you are allowed to do and not allowed to do. So I also recommend checking that out. Um, that's a whole conversation in itself. But I think um, to summarize it all, um, I think what's important about compliance is compliance are there Um, The rules are there for Facebook to be able to provide a good user experience to its users. So, for example, you can't be offensive. You can't be spammy because those are um, providing a bad user experience to um, the end user. And if they have a bad experience, they would probably just end up not using Facebook anymore. And that would... um, and for advertisers, that would be bad for us because we'll be, we won't be able to reach our audience. So um, it's a whole page of um, compliance issues uh, or compliance rules. But at the, at the heart of it, it's really, are you providing a good, um, a good user experience? So anyway, going back to the content of the text. Um, again, there's no hard rule, but my personal recommendation is uh, it should be something that is relevant to what you're offering, um, connecting people with where they are right now and where you would want to help them um, uh, where you would want to help them be. So, for example, if you are um, coaching for business, for example, um, you can talk about the the struggles of an online entrepreneur, and then talk them through how you understand it because you on un- you went through those um, concerns as well, um, and then and letting them know that you have helped other. Um, other entrepreneurs with this as well. And then the most important thing, regardless of whatever you put, is always call them to action. Always call the people to action. Don't always assume that people would know what to do next. So I would always recommend to put even just a sentence at the end to say, click this link to learn more or click below to watch this video. Um, I've found that really being explicit with what you want people to take um, would be, is helpful to, um, to your ads. And you would really see the difference. So, for example, before we would test um, having no button like "click here" or "book now" as compared to having a button. And without a button, less people would actually click. And just by adding a button, more people click on um, more people click on the ad because that's what we are asking them to do. So I think it's that. So having um, having an image or a video that's that that will get their attention, having um, a headline that will um, give context to the video. Or to the image and get them to read um, what your text is about. Um, so again, it's uh, it's really re- it's really just testing as much as possible what works and knowing your audience what they resonate with. Um, but and at least when I when I start out with ad campaigns, those are the top three things I, I look at when creating ads.
0: Awesome, great, great, great tips here. Great tips here. So you brought up this uh, idea, uh, this issue of compliance. Obviously, it's a huge other topic, <laughs> yes. which we go yes. down a rabbit hole, a squirrel, or maybe. <laughs> Of a quick overview. Uh, when it comes to compliance, what are things to avoid and uh, make sure you don't get banned from Facebook. Give us an overview.
1: Yeah. Um, so again, it's, it all ties into providing a good user experience. And um, so there are some which are basically common sense, like um, whatever there are prohibited items, like illegal items, so you're not allowed to advertise them. Um, and then um, some of the more common ones would be there's this thing where a lot of adverti- ad- advertisers think that you can't use the word you. Um, you can't say, um, are you blank? So to clarify that, you can you can actually use the word you, but you cannot use the word you to call out a sensitive um, attribute. So for example, you can say, for example, me, um, I'm a rather big guy. So um, it would be a bad experience for me to see um, an ad Saying, "Do you have diabetes, or are you overweight?" So that provides a bad experience as compared to a post, um, for example, a blog post saying that, um, "Check out these helpful tips to hit he- to to help um, overweight people." So um, there's there's the topic of being overweight, but it doesn't use the word "you" or it doesn't call me out that, "Hey, I'm targeting you because you are overweight." Um, so there's that um, clear distinction. So um, I think it's uh, it's it's that being careful with, um, what you, um, with the words you use. Now, as marketers, we like, um, we like the before and after. Um, this is you before, this is you after our product. So it's really being careful about the pain points. So it's important to stress the pain points, but really careful about um, how you present it. And are you using Facebook to pinpoint that person? So an example that Facebook uses that I like is um, um, a compliant ad for financial services would be, we have financial products to fit every need. Um a non-compliant ad would be a question like, "Are you bankrupt or are you broke? So imagine seeing that ad targeting you and then you would imagine, oh, oh, oh gosh, am I bankrupt? am I broke? So it would actually really provide um, a bad experience. Speaking of before and after, for those in the health and fitness space, um, we are not allowed to use before and after images, um, especially those relating to um, especially those relating to to the body. Um, one other thing that that feels um feels like common sense like you're not allowed to discriminate, so that kind of feels obvious, but they actually found a couple of years ago that there were um there were certain um there were certain people in the real estate industry that were targeting um, high end high end um villages but because in Facebook ads as much as you can target people, you can actually also exclude people to see your ads and there was um there was this whole scandal of real estate brokers. Targeting high-end people but um, excluding minorities like Asian Americans, stuff like that. And that's actually illegal, right? That, that goes beyond just Facebook. It's illegal. So now, fa- um, people in that space, real estate, um, if you're selling jobs or financial services, um, you would actually see when you run your ad, you would automatically be disapproved. So don't panic because all that is is Facebook letting you know that, okay, stop. Uh, we just want to remind you that we have this certain compliance um, rule in place. Um, and you just have to certify that, yes, I understand this, and my ad is not um, discriminating um, against anyone. Uh, so that. And then finally, one other thing that a lot of people miss out on is the, what we call the 20% text rule. So you can have an image or you can have a video, but the text on that image or video should not be over 20% of, um, of that image. If it's a video... Um, you can't have 20% text on the thumbnail. So you can just switch thumbnail to switch to a different thumbnail. And um, one thing to clarify about that as well is it's not only referring to layover text. So for example, if I stand here, there's a wall behind me and there's text on the wall, um, Facebook reads that as text as well. Um, so at the end of it, uh, if you feel that your ad is compliant, but still Facebook flags you for um, for you are violating policy, but you personally feel that you are not violating policy, Facebook actually gives you the option to, um, to appeal. So you can tell Facebook, I think this was um, mistakenly disapproved. Please, um, please have um, someone review again my, my ad for approval. And um, more often than not, if you are actually compliant, they will approve your ad and your ad will be running. So I think, again, those measures are just in place to really provide a good community for Facebook. Um, And they provide good support as well if they mistakenly disapprove your ad.
0: Awesome. i love loving all these examples. So the last topic I want to cover is this whole year of pricing and ad spend. Obviously, that's a big consideration when it comes to especially solopreneurs, small business owners who don't have this huge corporate marketing budget, right? So um, now obviously this varies from uh, region to region. uh, So maybe you can give us some general principles when it comes to ad spend and uh, pricing.
1: Yeah. So um, for me, um, of course, my my clients ask this as well, um, and it's really if you're just starting out and you have no um, data to work with. Because if you have data, you know how much your cost per lead is. You know how much your cost per purchases. It's easier to um, it's easier to to budget or to to set an ad budget. But if you have none of those data, number one, my personal recommendation really is to start with what you're comfortable with. Um, and really run the ads and to get out there. Because as you run your ads, you will see the data come in and you can use that data to, to really help you plan um, as you move forward. So, for example, um, if you're really conservative, you can go with the minimum. So, for example, $1 a day. That's the minimum. Yes, you can run ads. Let's be clear that you can run ads. But we also have to set expectations that $1 a day can only get you so much. And that's actually very small um, to most uh, markets. So how Facebook ads work in terms of spending is it's a bidding platform. And the more advertisers are for a certain audience, the higher the cost goes. And when we talk about competitors, it's not really just your direct competitors, but really people advertising to the same people um, as you. Even though you are promoting different services, but you are advertising to the same audience, um, you're considered competitors, and that will drive the prices of the ads up. So, for example, I run ads here in the Philippines and um, in um, the United States. And I see the big difference there um, because in the United States, there are all these advertisers running ads for their businesses. Where here in the Philippines, I feel that it is still, um, it is still quite young, which is why I've seen um, $1 go a longer way as compared to using it for, um, for ads in the In the United States, so really, um, if you're just starting out, go with what you're comfortable with. um, But set that expectation that the the smaller your ad spend is, the slower the results will come in, and the bigger it is, it will allow you to test more and really give the opportunity for Facebook to to go out there and learn more about your audience. We kind of talked about um, how Facebook learns about your audience, right? So a bigger budget will help that. um, Will help speed that up. Um, So in the end, just really go with what you're comfortable with, um, and then build from there.
0: Beautiful. We've covered a lot of uh, ground here. So in closing, any final tips? Because I, I know I asked a lot <laughs> and I know it's, it's workshops and online trainings. So what other, like uh, maybe closing tips you want to give around Facebook ads, uh, Julian?
1: Yeah. Um, I think out of everything, my, my, my tips really are number one, just really go back to your offer, go back to your audience, because having, a cl- having clarity on that will definitely help you in whatever marketing channel you will be using, whether it be Facebook ads or um, something else. Um, and number two, it's from ha- having that offer, having a way to, to present it uh, while being social. Again, uh, I don't always recommend going out there first touch point um, with, with the customer being too salesy. Um, I think for most of us, especially for the big purchases that we made, we didn't usually make them on the fly. Um, it's it's with someone we trust. It's something we've thought uh, we thought about. Um, and there's what we call the multiple touch point, whether it's in the same um, platform or not, that, um, okay, we'll run an ad to them. Um, sometimes people would think that if people are, do not take action on it, um, that they're not interested. But the truth is, it could be a whole lot of different things. Maybe they just need to learn more information. Maybe they just need... Um, A little more time. Maybe they just didn't have their credit card at that time. So it's really after reaching out to them, um, having that continuous um, stream of um, building their relationship through content and gaining that trust and then making that offer. Again, going back to being social and um, however that means for for your business. And then lastly, um, learn as much as you can. There are a lot of people sharing information on this and then try it out for yourself. So it's really going back to your offer, going back to your audience, being social, um, trying it out, and continuous learning.
0: Beautiful. Love those tips there. Make sure you rewind and watch this video or the pod, uh, podcast audio version and then uh, really implement what Julian's saying because there was super valuable, really amazing nuggets of wisdom here. Uh, so, Julian, you have a whole bunch of different services you offer, which can help people take it to the next level in terms yes. of maybe attending one of your workshops here in the Philippines or uh, doing the online course where they can do, a do it do-it-yourself. Or, of course, they can hire you personally yes. to manage that for them, which takes a lot of stress away from them yes, to do definitely. it themselves. And uh, how can you do that? Uh, what are the What's your website and different ways you can they can connect with you?
1: Yeah, so to learn about these different opportunities, you can check out my website JulianCañita.com. Canita, Julian so that's my name, um, and you'll see more about me there. Um, you'll see content there as well if you want to learn more. And yeah, those different offers. If you want to join the course, join the workshops, or even um, contact me. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Um, I'm happy to um, I'm happy to be friends with, with anyone. I, I like I like connecting with people online. So you can just look for me, Julian Cañita, and you can message me. So as much as I can, I, I try to respond to any questions. That come my way um because i like i actually like helping out people especially those who are getting started uh, so as you probably notice i really like talking about this so anyone who approaches me with questions i'm very happy to help <laughs> so yeah i look forward to, to hearing from you how i can help and thank you for having me on um and thank you guys for for listening
0: yeah no and thank you uh, you know the best way uh, to, to know the, the road ahead is ask those who have already walked it and you've definitely yes. walked it many a times and you've done all the research and uh due diligence. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with the audience here, Julian.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Ricky. Uh, It's great to be here. (laughs) And
0: as they say in the Philippines, salamat.
1: Salamat. Thank you. (laughs) Good.
0: Thanks everyone for tuning into this very enlightening episode. If you're interested in Facebook ads, definitely Julian Canita uh, uh, at JulianCanita.com. And I'll have the link below. If you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening you're on audio and iTunes or uh, different podcast directories, it'll be right in the show notes. Uh, so make sure you connect with Julian. Make sure you connect with us as well. If you're interested in that travels, daddyblogger.com. And if you're interested in being a digital nomad, make sure you check out mastery.com yeah. uh, We'll catch you.